welcome <laughs> to the 19th episode of Conscious Awakening. We talk about spiritual shiz and holistic healing and just anything that I kind of really want to talk about. Yeah. And today we have Chad. I love Hello. Chad. Oh my gosh. When I first met him, I just loved his energy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was like several years ago. You but... never told me this. Oh, no. I well, I'm telling <laughs> I'm telling you this now. Okay, good. <laughs> Great. We've solidified our um, our, our friendship. Yeah, yeah our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so he's basically, uh, well, not basically. He's he's a lot of beautiful things. Aww. But he's a, he's a writer, he's a musician, poet, yeah. and just overall creative person. Yeah. He's just obsessed, obsessed with, with creativity. And life. Yes. And growing. And growing. Yeah. Yay. Yay. And that's thank why you. I, he asked me yesterday, literally, he was like, can I be on your podcast? I'm like, hell yeah, as long as you're talking about like... <laughs> opening up right. people's minds yeah no i i'm thank you for having me and i love this platform and i listen to it and i learn from it mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to be a part of it so i was so i i asked her and i'm like oh, i hope she says yes so mm-hmm. you did Yay. so now we're here and we're gonna get it popping yeah we're gonna learn that's like one thing that i tell to people who are like scared to do something i'm yeah. just like just ask just ask closed like, mouths do not get fed people yeah they don't yeah. they they don't get heard they so. don't so ask and just you ask receive. yeah <laughs> and if you don't receive that's okay you like, don't you'll receive something <laughs> yeah. else you receive a lesson right and um <laughs> but i've there are a lot of times where i haven't said anything because i'm too scared mm-hmm. or just too scared of the outcome or right. like what will happen but now I'm just like whatever. I'll yeah. just ask when I when I feel like asking is what I should do or just anything regarding something else, somebody else. Exactly. Um, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about today oh, was yay. fear. Yeah. And not this idea that we have this idea that we want to eradicate fear completely. Mm-hmm. But fear has a function. It's meant to protect us, right? You know, evolutionary evolutionary. Uh, or speaking of evolutionary. Evolution. Evolution. <laughs> Wait, keep talking. I'm just making sure that's yeah. okay. Uh, fear protects us. It tells us what not to do and it, it stops us from, you know, acting irrationally or on impulse. But fear also gets in the way because, um, you know, we're not, we're now not living in the wild. We're living in society and we have bigger brains and um, fear and creativity they they don't kind of go together um but you don't want to get rid of fear you want to frame how frame differently your relationship with fear and you know you can say you know you can come along but you're not going to call the shots yeah you know you could i can feel you but you're not gonna uh manifest anything about this yeah you embrace Um, it you embrace it yeah uh and it's easier to do that than trying to get rid of it because you will never. Um, so just bring it along, but it's not going to tell you what to write. It's not going to, you're not going to let it tell you how to dress and, um, you know, the makeup you want to wear or the makeup that you don't want to wear. Um, it's freeing mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's, it's, it's a more full experience of be, being a person. Yeah. You have fear, but you also have courage. Um, and both can exist at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll dive into that when, you know, but that's, uh, yeah, you reminded me of like talking about fear. So, well, to bounce off that, I, I mean, we're humans. I mean, fear is something that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. 
because other people was were telling us to not do this or not, you can't do that. Or you, and then so when you do want to do that, it instills in you like, oh, should I do it? Because somebody else already told me. I'm, mm. I'm like, I can't truly be myself. Right. And I, I mean, I still have fear. Yeah. Like I have. Same. There's still some fears in me. We're we're all human. We, nobody's part. Well. <sighs> Perfect's another thing I'm talking about, but yeah. like we are perfect, but in a sense of like we're we are where we need to be. Yeah. That's what I learned from one of my podcasts, yeah. Michelle. But shout out. yay, shout yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other side, um, I I do embrace my fear. Like I'm aware that I have these fears, yeah. and like you said, you don't let it get to you, and you embrace it rather than just telling telling you how to do things. Right. And um, yeah, I just. I just embrace your fears. Yeah. Do you have an example of um, a fear that you can define and then know how it started? And then you could see uh, kind of how that fear informs your decision making. So actually, first, I think it was on the way here, but I was driving today mm -hmm. and I was thinking about how my friend Brian said he no longer feared death. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's just like that's something big to say because I feel like I don't fear the concept of death, but I fear the physicality of death, of like getting shot or like uh -huh. getting my, something like that. Right. And I think it's because I haven't really experienced a large amount of pain. Mm -hmm. So I like physical pain, because okay. I've, I've, I feel like I've, I've felt a lot of emotional pain and like mental pain, yeah. but in terms of the body, I fear that because it's unknown to me. Like I don't know what, like a large amount of physical pain feels like. Right. So it gives you anxiety. Not so much anxiety. It's just like, wow, if if I were to be in that situation, I would know that I would be scared. Like okay. if I was yeah. like put to gunpoint or something, I'd be like, oh fuck, yeah. that bullet going through me will probably hurt a shit ton. Right. And Ooh. I think yeah, it's yeah. because of that unknown, like the unknown of not knowing what that would feel like. Right. So. That's, right. That's just that's, the yeah. one example that I, I have. And do you does that um, inform anything like decision making? Um, like, let's say you're going to do something that there's a risk involved, um, and you kind of imagine uh, that fear coming true. Um, how does in those situations does it inform how you're going to? Go about things. Uh, I well, I haven't really had an experience like that yet, yeah. so it's hard for me to say. Right. But in terms of, like taking risks, like I go hiking and mm -hmm. there's like a 500 foot drop. Right. Like, that doesn't scare me. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. But something because I feel like for the most part I can control it, like yeah. not falling off for the most part. Right. But something of like an external doing some like something physical to me that would probably like yes. like instill that fear in me so you know yeah. like while you're answering this question it's like this is like we're just gonna delve into fear now mm -hmm. so um so like i know you don't have anxiety but um it's or like a lot I? of times no, mm -hmm. I'm just right or do i <laughs> let me <laughs> um like fear and anxiety come hand in hand a lot of times mm -hmm. and um you know, before saying, before kind of going further with uh, with this whole thing, um, mm -hmm. I the reason why I contacted you was because I've just been 
you know, thinking about these things. And I have a lot of friends that I talk to about a lot of different uh, subjects. And um, I hear the same thing. And I relate to almost everything that people say, um, you know. And um, I was like, I, I really want to kind of do something where I can talk about this and mm -hmm. help somebody mm -hmm. and maybe find out things that like, through a, conversa a conversation like this. So, um, I don't know, I just wanted to say that. So that's like my intention mm -hmm. is to say, say these things and hopefully somebody hears it and they're like, oh my God. It resonates. Whoa, yeah, it yeah. resonates. Yeah. I love that feeling because um, I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. so, um, so it's like this fear and anxiety go hand in hand in most cases. Um, there's this book by Chip Conley. It's called Emotional Equations. Mm -hmm. I read a lot of books and part of my spiritual journey is uh, understanding and investigating my own uh, emotions and how I, my, you know, emotional intelligence and how I navigate emotions. Um, he has a book called Emotional Intelligence and there's this, um, there's this equation for anxiety. So uncertainty, and the equation is this, uncertainty plus powerlessness equals anxiety. Mm. Um, and it's great because you have something to look at and you're like, oh, that's, you know, it's defined and you can navigate it better because there's words to define it. Mm -hmm. And people know what powerlessness feels like. People know what uncertainty, uncertainty feels like. And people know what anxiety feels like. Um, and kind of the remedy to fear and anxiety is not is not the opposite of uncertainty, which is certainty. It's uh, reclaiming power. Because even if you, even if you have power, but things are still uncertain, the only thing uncertain is uh, the, the only thing uncertain is because we don't know, we don't know what is specifically going to happen mm -hmm. externally. We don't know, uh, we can't control uh, people, mm -hmm. events, life, planes flying and yeah. or not flying, um, <laughs> crashing. Um, <laughs> we got deep or we got dark. Um, but we can control and work on our power and reclaiming uh, the power that we do have. Mm -hmm. um, so in such cases that something uncertain is happening, the only thing that you are certain about is your power and that uh, you can a lot of your anxiety goes away because you're like, you know what? In this situation, uh, this specific situation, uh, it has these this criteria. Um, I I know how to deal with this criteria. Um, for example, if you're if you go to school and you take a test and you're it's, you're uncertain if you're going to pass or not, you don't have to be anxious about it because uh, you know you're powerful enough to to handle. Uh, a grade that you don't want, you know, a grade that is less than desirable mm -hmm. because you are empowered through resources, through your own will that you've cultivated, through your own um, understanding of, um, I'm a person, mistakes happen, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to allow myself to get a bad grade because that's what happens. Mm -hmm. um, it's this understanding that, uh, it's it's, reclaim, it's reclaiming power through um, relaxation, mm -hmm. relaxing into uh, life and what life does. Just being chill. Just being chill <laughs> and just being yeah. like, you know what? Life will do its thing. I will do my thing. Yeah. And my thing 
is uh, covering the covering my bases. What am I going to do if somebody uh, says something hurtful to me? Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can choose to respond uh, in a way in which it empowers me. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be broad to some people, or or some people might be listening to this and and it sparks like an image in their head and they're like, wow, it's really specific. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, if I had to say anything specifically that I'm going through, I'm, you know, as I, I, as I said off camera to Rosemary, that I am currently falling in love with somebody. I'm 26 years old and this is the first time in my life where I'm experiencing anything even remotely near to anything romantic or serious like mm-hmm. this and it is so terrifying. It's mm-hmm. the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced because the possibility of joy also is the possibility of fear. Um, and I do not know how to navigate. Well, at first I didn't know how to navigate love. Um, but when I thought about it, uh, this isn't actually new to me. It's just, and I, it's not new to me because the things I'm experiencing now. So, so what is what does it entail to fall in love with somebody? Uh, it means relinquishing some sort of individuality. Um, uh, it means the possibility of now merging your life with somebody else's life, which is new to somebody like me who is has been single and I'm doing it my way and I don't mm-hmm. have anyone to answer to, and now I have somebody to consider, and that bothers me (laughs) but I also want to consider somebody Um, and then uh, there's also a rush of emotions that are new that are so powerful scientifically when you're falling in love with somebody your brain experiences the same uh, chemical pleasures and chemical uh, activity as if you were on cocaine so I'm currently on cocaine Um, (laughs) like you know scientifically speaking um, not really don't do drugs Um, (laughs) well you know be careful if you do it Um, so (laughs) stay safe stay safe (laughs) be responsible Um, so that's really new but even even though kind of the uh, like you put all this together in a pot and it and it and it means oh this is falling in love I've never experienced falling in love but if you actually individually take all the components of this uh, well I know what it feels like to handle uh, intense emotions these are new emotions but I, I know how to handle intense emotions and there are times in, in, in our lives that emotions get the best of us mm. um, and our rationale takes us a, a back seat or you know or you know takes a, a back position mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I have experienced that. So I'm like, oh, that, that's, that's what I'm experiencing. Now, uh, I've never fallen in love, but this part of it, I get it. I've experienced it. Um, so let's tackle that. It's a familiar feeling. It's a familiar feeling. Mm-hmm. Falling in love is not a familiar feeling, but that certain ingredient of it is familiar. So it's kind of this idea of like, don't try not to look at everything as a whole look at it through its its uh its ingredients and the pieces that make the whole thing up Mm -hmm. because that's more easier to kind of navigate through and define and work through than the entire thing because it's too scary right you don't look at a mountain and you're like i have to climb that whole thing well yes but when you're hiking the mountain you're not really you're 
you're individually like getting through rocks mm-hmm. and and terrain you, you know what i'm saying like taking the baby steps right baby steps and um and kind of like all the parts to this mountain um and then another example would be uh okay so now i have to uh this idea of uh oh my god this is so scary because you know having a love interest having a partner will bring a lot will yield so much joy in my life but i know it will also yield pain because what if something happens to my partner what if something happens to me oh she got a text message no she's so popular (laughs) Um, (laughs) talk to me rosemary um uh what was i saying oh yeah so uh, it yields a lot of joy, but it will also yield a lot of pain, a lot of pain. Because mm-hmm. what if something happens to my partner? Uh, that's scary. That's really big. But what does it mean to handle pain? It means uh, emotional a, pain. Emotional pain. Yeah. Um, it means it means uh, becoming braver. Uh, it means you know talking about kind of reclaiming power. Right, because pain, a lot of pain is just like uh, not knowing what it will do to you. Mm-hmm. It's too painful. I don't know how much I'm gonna regress into, uh, you know, to becoming this person that's embittered by life because I've, I've experienced so much pain. Well, you know, how do you com- combat that? Um, reclaiming power and framing the language you use to describe your pain and what's going on. Um, that's familiar to me. I know how to do that because I mm-hmm. do that. I don't know how to do it in the context of love, but it's really all the same thing in the end. Um, it just it's just dressed differently, you know. Right now, my my biggest thing is falling in love right now, and that's scary, and that's a lot. Uh, but to somebody else, it might be leaving a job, you know. Looks differently, but if you break it up, we're all dealing with the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, these principles can be applied to. Uh, everybody mm. and um, it's great uh, so yeah that's mm. that's kind of like a tidbit on my specific uh, anxiety right now and mm. how I'm dealing with it um, so um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like Kiki I just spilled my entire life on camera Kiki right I'm in love and I don't care who knows it just let the world know just let the world know I feel like Tom Cruise like jumping on Oprah's couch like I, on her show. I, I haven't seen that. <laughs> so in 2006, Tom Cruise went on the Oprah show and um, confessed to the world that he was in love with um, Katie Holmes. And he was so ecstatic that he jumped on Oprah's couch oh, wow. and um, kind of made a fool of himself. Just kidding. It was cute. <laughs> but, um, you know, the media was like, what are you really, doing? What's going on? Yeah. So that's me. I'm Tom Cruise. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's actually weird because... It'll it'll not make any sense, but yeah. to actually, not really combat, but to embrace your feel of love, you actually have to open your heart more. Yeah. And um, most of us actually has this thing called the heart wall, which we put up after we've gone through all of our breakups and yeah. all of like that emotional pain, and it keeps you guarded, right? Yeah. And so, the reason why most people would, from what I've noticed, and from myself, is that because I have those questions of like what if oh my god I don't want to lose this new person in my life right um I've actually learned to break down that wall and just let myself um love wholeheartedly because essentially when you love somebody else 
you love yourself first. Mm -hmm. And then mm. when you were talking about earlier, like when you leave somebody and you actually love them, it, you, it, that's fine. And it may hurt for a little, right? but you're letting that person be themselves and you're allowing yourself to be yourself. Right. So, you know, I spoke, you know, I spoke, you and I spoke briefly off camera um, mm -hmm. about this, this idea that um, I had this conversation with my partner or my going to be partner. I don't know what we are. Mm -hmm. We just like each other. It is, um, but, I mean, <laughs> labels don't matter. It's just the feeling. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. But uh, he has something that he without getting too much detail, there's something that is stopping him from taking things further with me. Um, and it's extremely valid. It has something to do with his health. Um, and he, the reason why, of course, he thinks about moving things forward with me is because what if something does happen to him and now I have to take on this burden and it's kind of like, you know, I mean, even if I'm not going to define it as a burden, of course he might. And that's valid because that's he that's what he's seeing and i was at first i was upset that he wasn't as willing as i am to just you know let's just do it just go for it just go yeah. for it mm -hmm. you know i'm willing to do this because you are the best thing that's happened to me and you know i mean what if i even if i what if i was like okay ashley i can't handle this mm -hmm the moment you told me this thing you have, I don't want it. What if I meet somebody else and then they don't, they're healthy, but then they get in a car accident <laughs> and then, you know, something happens to them. Or what mm -hmm. if I just decide to stay single and then, but something happens to me. The point is it's like kind of life will just always happen to you. And, but I think specifically we're talking about, so this idea that, um, I was at first, you know, I was angry. I was, I was annoyed. I was like, you know, I just, I just want you to just, I know you're afraid, but can you just be more brave? Can you be braver, have more courage than have fear? Um, and, and then I realize that even if he decides to tell me, uh, you know, babe, I, I don't, I can't handle putting this burden on you. I need to let you go. I told him, you know, that actually, you would be doing something loving. That would be a, that would be a, a, a that would be love enacted because there was nothing about that that was selfish. Um, because his intention and his aim is for me to just not have this burden that in his mind is just, it, it's too much. It's too much. And I, I, I'll give him that. Maybe it is too much. In his mind, he, he's the one who has this health issue. He's the one that's contemplated about it more than I have. I probably haven't even thought about it in, in a fraction that he, that he has. That would be a loving thing that he did for me to let me go. But on the flip side, if he did decide, you know what, let's do this. Let's grow old together. Let's go on this adventure. That would also be loving because that would also be him, that would also mean that he was thinking of me too, you know, thinking about what I wanted. Um, it's, it, it, I think people have this con conception that uh, things are gonna be, uh, you know, if you do this, it means you love me. And if you do this, it means you don't love me. Um, 
or it could be whatever. If you do this, it means uh, it means you're smart. Or if you do this, it means you're not smart. You have to remember the intention of people and who who's actually making this decision. Uh, consider the source, if you will. I, I say this to people, you know, who, you know, oh, he said this and or she said this and I didn't like it. And it's like, well, consider the source. Who's saying this? Uh, are they the type of person to say something like flippant? And, you know, they might, they, it, it might almost mean like, like if, some, if you perceive somebody as negative, then whatever they say, even if it's not ne negative, you're gonna think it's negative because it's a ne they're a negative person, right? Um, I consider the source of my partner, would-be partner, whatever, my lover. Um, and he's intelligent, he's empathetic, he's smart, he's rational. I, I just will trust that, I trust that if he decides to let me go, right, which is what I don't want, it's, even though I don't want it and I don't like it and it will hurt me and it will devastate me, that, uh, that was love. He did something loving for me because I was, because I considered the source. Mm -hmm. um, and he was acting out of the highest form of his consciousness. Um, and that was loving. Um, and it liberates you, right? You don't have to hate anybody. You can just kind of just be sad mm -hmm. that it didn't work out. But there's no, um, and it's great because, you know, you could cry, you could be sad, you could be devastated and hurt and, and long for this person, but you don't have to hate this person now because they did nothing that was deserving of hate because they, all they did was love you mm -hmm. in the best way they knew how, in the best way they knew how. Yeah, at that, at that at moment. At that particular moment, you know. I struggle with this idea that do, do we have the choice? It's kind of this philosophical question of uh, free will and, de and determinism. This idea that whatever we, whatever we do, uh, this, the, the choices we make, it's kind of predetermined because of who we are and how our brain works. For example, like rosemary plus uh, this, specific job equals she'll like quit in three months because it's kind of like an equation right um who you are plus a certain set of um a certain set of uh events or experiences will equal you to behave a certain way does that does that make sense yeah. two plus two will equal two plus two will always equal four because the nature of the number two, the nature of addition, and the nature of that specific equation, it just will always equal four. There will never be, it's like, it, it might not, e it's, it, there's no like, oh, it might equal 4.5. It's like, mm -hmm. no, it will always equal four. I'm saying this because I'm reeling back to this idea that I struggle with this idea whether humans, people, spiritual, spirits, um, we behave in this sort of equational way, predetermined way. Uh, meaning, I, I wonder if it's like, do people act according to their highest consciousness or can they actually choose to be more than uh, what they have? Of, what, can they actually do or be more than uh, what they actually are at the, any specific 
any or any given moment. Mm. Does that make sense? Like if somebody was like, Chad, why you know, you knew you knew better. Or you knew better. Did I? Maybe. But if I if I did I would have done the thing that I should have done. But I didn't because I my total my my totality as a being could not produce uh could not produce whatever mm-hmm. like my totality could not produce this specific choice at this given time because i am not there yet i struggle with this because i'm like are people just acting on their highest consciousness like can't can i can i really fault somebody for behaving the way they are um and if i can if i can fault somebody um then that means that they could have uh, acted more than more than what they thought they could. Mm. Um, you know, honestly, I'm leaning more towards the deterministic side, the you know people acting on their highest form of consciousness, which is which would make sense to how I feel about like if people intend to love you, their choices were and their intention was to love you then they were loving you and you don't have to hate somebody um, and you don't have to be mad at the person because they were in their mind doing the utmost good in their viewpoint mm-hmm. um, it's a liber- it's a kind of a liber- it's a kind of liberation mm. from being from hating something or hating somebody yeah um i was like uh, i mean i have a like i there's just a lot that you said that I'm like, oh, right. I have a note for that. I, have I feel a note like for I'm, t- that. I yeah, like, I feel like I'm. Uh, <laughs> no, this no, is no, literally no. like my style. I'm like, I don't know. Half of me feels like, oh, I want, I want. It makes sense in my head, but like, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm practicing. No, no, we're yeah. all practicing. Yeah, we're all practicing. I mean, I'm practicing. Yeah. I'm always practicing. Yeah. Um, Everyone's a beginner, even when you're 70. Oh, years we're old. all we're, we're all, beginners. all beginners. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know the fuck's I going on. I was just born. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, I need a nap yeah. and a, a bottle of milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I feel like um, so I've noticed I say feel a lot, yeah. rather than think, because I mean feeling is different than thinking. And um, going back to like saying that we have to actually open up our heart space rather than just like close it back up more. Yeah. It's because the heart is our heart center, and that's truly how we're supposed to be living Mm -hmm. i mean we have a mind we can't deny that like we have a mind to think and do and be rational about things um but because of the mind we have these expectations of like oh i want to grow old with somebody like i would i expect like with this person who is like quote unquote the one Mm -hmm. i expect them to be with me forever Mm. and because if like if you do separate even though I know you said that his intention was loving, I feel like, oh, I don't want you to go to right. the burden. But just like in a general scheme of thing, if you have to do separate, um, you get disappointed. Yeah. And then that's where oh, the yeah. sadness comes from and where all the heartbreak comes from. Yeah. So by opening up your heart, that means that you don't have an ex- expectation for another. Like, mm. That's why it's a, it's very hard for me to explain my relationship with Apollo to, to people because yeah. I feel like we're both on that safe wavelength where we don't expect anything from each other. I mean, we still do on some levels, but not the expectation of like, oh, we're going to be together forever or, or 
like we're gonna be live together forever or something like that yeah because life anything happens in right. life and so yeah essentially by releasing that expectation you can wholeheartedly love a person and yourself at the same time does that make sense it does make sense yeah. um really yeah and you know to add on to that it's in my own life like how that's manifested for me is i'm really i'm really adaptable mm -hmm. so so right now my intention is to stay with this person i think everyone has different intentions too and, and kind of they want to construct their life by their own definitions mm -hmm. and how you know some people everyone's marriage doesn't look the same uh and in, historically marriage doesn't look the same Mm -hmm. anywhere at any given time or you know periods of history um for me and for my partner we've discussed this it's like if we essentially get married we've talked about marriage and our definition of it there would be there we would be taking vows um it's it's like sort of this traditional like trope of marriage right we'd be uh or a, yeah, a marriage. Like we would be taking vows, and honestly, my vow is literally never to leave this person, right? Um, and I I have to acclimate to this vow and this intention, and he has the same intention too. It would be never to leave me. Now, um, because we both share this mutual intention, um, if I am feeling or thinking in a way that doesn't align to that vow. Let's say I'm like thinking of like, ooh, like, uh, I kind of like have the hots for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, and not, and more so the hots, like this person is really cool, like very deep, very interesting. Like I could, I can see myself being with this person. Because I made this vow, and I'm, I'm talking specifically for me. Mm -hmm. This doesn't mean that everyone should do this or, we live our lives, we all have to live our lives defined by this, but um, because I made that vow and my intention was to keep that vow, I, I will change myself and, ad and adapt so that I can meet that vow. Um, uh, because for me, it's, it's honorable to keep your word. Now, if someone enters, now there's other people who enter in relationships and they don't and they both mutually do not share that intention. Maybe the intention is, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe the intention is like, uh, you both mutually share this thing where it's like, I, I love you, uh, but I don't wanna own you, um, and I don't wanna keep you if, if you don't, Feel like you want to be kept or need to be kept um and then you acclimate to that right mm -hmm. and then both parties if let's say it, it it eventually i don't even want to say it doesn't work out because if you part ways well then it worked out because that was your original intention if your original intention was to get together and then grow and then if, if you end up staying together or if you end up parting ways you both honored the original uh the original intention in like i love you and i don't want to own you and i just i just want to have i just want i just 
I just love that we had met and now we're on this journey. Mm -hmm. And wherever that journey takes us, whether it's together or it's individually, uh, we both honored our starting intention and that was to stay as individuals mm -hmm. and indiv individually partake in this union. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well that's essentially yeah. what love is. Exactly, yeah. right. Um, and for me, I can all, I feel like I can retain individual individuality in even if I'm like, even if I'm telling the other person like, no, you, you do have me. Like, you do have me. Um, because you still can define boundaries mm -hmm. and you still can define your own specific relationship with this person. You know, you do have me. I will stay with you forever. But uh, there are things that I will keep for myself yeah. and that you will never understand. There are things that, and there are things that you will do for yourself that I don't have to be a part of. Um, it's great that we're, we're talking about this now because mm -hmm. now we're going to get into like boundaries yeah. and kind of defining, defining things. I know, I know we're talking about relationships too, but mm -hmm. it, it can be applied to somebody who wants to stay as an, as a single or an individual or, uh, in terms of like, you know, you can define the life that you want in terms of your career or the family you want or the kind of person you want to be, the boundaries you have with people. Um, it's great. Yeah. So boundaries and defining, it's really important to, uh, you know, kind of like the whole point of, to this conversation is getting in touch with, is, is on this journey of spirituality through uh, getting in touch with your emotions and, 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 and upping your emotional intelligence. Because mm -hmm. that's how I've manifested my spirituality and, and maximized it. Um, you, you said earlier that you, you say you feel a lot rather than you think. Mm -hmm. I would, I want to, get your take on this because it's this I it's like this this is how I've experienced my emotions when I dig deep it's it's uh supported by a thought um so my so it's like a, a thought comes up and then it produces an emotion and then the emotion produces uh, an action slash consequence and then that consequence produces a thought and then produces an emo another emotion so it's a cycle mm -hmm. Do you do you experience it that way, or do you feel like there, or do you feel like there is um, no absolute connection to emotions and thoughts? Uh, so before I used to like going back to expectations because yeah. I had an expectation it didn't get met, right. I would get sad, and then that would just you know lead me into this hole. And but now um, I just found myself to suddenly feel like negative emotions mm. uh, I don't want to say negative so lower vibrating emotions yeah. so like sadness or anger or anything like that like I really get angry but I get sad yeah. I get sad mm. and um summertime sadness so um nowadays I haven't really noticed like a thought coming up and then emotion but it's just this wave emotion coming to me and then I think oh why is this happening to uh -huh. me or I like embrace it I just let it flow because because we we all go through roller coasters but like you said how you respond to it right and so I I ha tell myself the thought when I do have that emotion of like it's 
only temporary. Mm. Like I'm going through this for a reason. Now, why am I going through this? Mm. And then right, learn that's from the that. investigating. Part. Yeah, that's like the diving deep for me. Because yeah. before I would just wallow in my mm. sadness yeah. and depression, but but from there I like I learned to yeah. how I to how I am now and how to how to really. Um, respond to right. my lower vibrating emotions yeah and so there is there is there is a connection definitely yeah. but just how it connects is right. different yeah right yeah as we grow it, if you're learning from your cycles you yeah. you shift the way of how you're interacting your thoughts with your emotions right so that's yeah fine. i wanted to yeah i wanted to hear your take on that because i think everyone has their um because yeah, everyone has their way of tapping into their spirituality mm-hmm. through different uh, ways. Like for me, it's the emotional intelligence thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, it's, it might be different. Um, and for everyone, it, it's different or it might be similar. Um, and then I, so for me, I found that uh, kind of like how this whole thing started to uh, where I wanted to uh Get in, get into my sp- spiritual side mm-hmm. and tap into something larger than me. Um, like around the time I was twenty, like I started developing anxiety and depression through a series of traumatic events, mm-hmm. and I I had to fight for my life. I had to be like, okay, why am I anxious? Why am I depressed? Um, uh, and I, I found that a lot of it was not chemical imbalance, which is great. Um, for some people, it is. Um, for me, it was largely produced by faulty thinking and thoughts. And so there's this book. It's called, I'm sure people have heard of it. It's uh, The Power of Habit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this idea that with, with thoughts, thoughts just almost become a habit. Like they relax into a habit. And you kind of just like get stuck on a feeling and without even without even like a, a without even being conscious that a thought um, produced it mm-hmm. so that's what I was feeling I was just like I just always felt depressed and I always always felt anxious and I'm like okay let me investigate let me and, and oh yeah and it was stopping you know because I was depressed and anxious it was stopping it was stopping the magic that I experienced in life before it was it, it stopped the mystery it stopped the wonder the awe um, I couldn't talk to God anymore because I was so pissed mm-hmm. and I was so angry and I was so depressed and I hated it mm-hmm. so I was like okay uh, let's see let's investigate where where is the sadness and depression coming from and it got me it, it started I start and then that's when I started the journey um, so specifically like um, right now at this age at 26, my biggest uh, things that I like to work on for myself is my relationship with creativity, my relationship with gratitude, my relationship with uh, empathy, and 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 you know being you know being empathetic towards people, um, my relationship with. Uh, uh, life in general I guess Mm -hmm. you know um and this happened because when I was investigating like okay why do I feel this way uh why do I feel sad why do I feel depressed 
it started opening up the things that I actually really cared about in life. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why I was depressed was because I like have no time to be creative, and I had no way. I had no way of of. I had no one to talk to in this really sad and, and anxious time in my life. And my creative my creativity was blocked because I couldn't write a song or write a poem without thinking like, oh, are people gonna like this? It, it's like it's like this intersection this intersectional like It's all related. It's all yeah. Yeah. Like it it's just all like like coiled and it's like a web. Um, and then so there was that, and then I was anxious about because there was, you know, I was anxious about my future and how it tied into, oh, what if I don't get to where I want? I'm gonna be a failure. And um, I t already told people I was gonna be at this stage of my life when I was, by the time I was 25, and I'm still living in my mom's basement. That's mm -hmm. not me. I'm not living in my mom's basement. But that's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, an example. And I. So that was like my way of like getting to my spiritual side um, and kind of like my intention today to talk about, to talk about emotional intelligence and that there is a value in finding out why you feel the way you do. Because in my experience, it's, it's upheld by thoughts, old thoughts, thoughts that have solidified uh, so strongly in our psyche that you just wake up, you just wake up pissed. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to think about it. You just wake up pissed because, oh, oh, you've thought enough thoughts that it just turned into a, a, like a rock in your head um, that needs to be like taken down. Mm -hmm. um, and how I've how I've become more spiritual um, via emotional intelligence is I, I read a lot of books, um, and uh, also what I wanted to, to touch on too was how you know our boundaries and how we define things you know when we talk about boundaries and defining things we're, we're talking about language um is check in with yourself right now uh check in every hour with yourself is the language that how do you describe your world how do you describe yourself how do you how do you how do you describe your life events be careful with how you frame your life because it will inform how you feel about your life and it will inform how you make decisions. Um, I used to be really negative. Um, still am kind of. Um, still sort of pessimistic, but not as much as I used to be. If something were to happen to me, oh, I would, I would always pick the negative version. I would always, I, the, the negative na narrative. Mm -hmm. um, if I didn't get the job I wanted, it would be like, oh, because I'm stupid, because I'm ugly, because um, I don't deserve it. Um, it's because the universe wants me to fail. That's might be true, but um, have you know have have I considered the other possibilities? No. Mm. So, and that's liberating because I don't I don't have to. I'm not forced to pick a, a negative narrative. I have freedom in exploring like, you know, what if this is actually great that I didn't get the job? Yeah. What if this actually means I'm, I didn't get the job because, not because I'm stupid, but because the manager was stupid. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> or whatever. Things, things happen for a reason. Right. But I mean, going back on, you know, like, 
careful what you say yeah. your thoughts and what you speak are what essentially you're manifesting yeah. so if you do say like oh i'm ugly or something mm. like that that's um relating to your power and because right. you're bringing yourself down you're also bringing your power down so yeah. i'll like uh, being optimistic is definitely something it's that energy you put out right. into the universe and so if something didn't happen like for example you didn't get the job yeah because you're uh, ugly no but no right. ugly. it's like, but like that's not on your resume you didn't get the job because maybe that's just not supposed to happen for you right. that's not what what's meant for you right now like at yeah. this moment mm. because there could be another opportunity out there that you never even knew about or yeah. um or just something that you weren't looking for but it's actually something that you need right now to for what you need at that very moment right um right so. and that's like a that's um that's another narrative yeah you know and there's there's a ton um and i think there's this also this uh cynicism and this and this uh people don't want to do this because or people don't want to be optimistic because it sounds very it sounds idealistic and it kind of sounds stupid sometimes like you know we to be cynical is to be mature to be cynical means that you like oh i've been there done that it's you're silly for thinking it could be you know better um it's like this this attitude of um wisdom to be cynical because the world is so terrible um and that's fine like if you want to stay there but are you happy like are you you hate it right it's like okay you're cynical and you know you think you're right but you actually don't like it well i think if, you know? if you're cynical and you're saying like that it's a state of wisdom yeah. but it could be a state of wisdom it but it's a, it's a wisdom that's coming from your ego exactly and right so it's a wisdom that's not complete it's and your intention is not loving it's mm. just uh yeah i, I, I don't know I, I get you i don't want to talk about it but but um especially it's not when i'm saying optimistic it's not really in the point of like oh yeah it'll be better days type of thing it's just embracing that that didn't that certain negative thing didn't happen yeah and and to just move forward right and that's like the top of optimistic no i know yeah. Yeah, yeah but i think when you suggest to or whoever it's like like what if somebody what if you have a friend that's going through something negative and then you suggest a positive outlook on it they might get mad at you right and you're like what are you talking like can you know this sucks well, that's the only thing about it. It sucks. I, yeah. and it will not be good. Well, I learned that for somebody that is going through yeah. a negative experience, um, I've personally learned that to not just to butt not, in yeah. and give a positive outlook and just mm -hmm. be like, "Oh, it's okay," just right. like shrug it up. No, like I, that's something I've learned just because they're going on their own journey. Mm. They have to go through that, that lower vibration in order yeah. for them to grow. Like for you, like you went through all that depression in order for you to grow yeah. to be less pessimistic yeah to be where you are right now right so yeah i don't just when people ask for help that's when i will mm -hmm. not really give advice but just shed an experience that i had yeah. so i can you know like just try to help shift their perspective but if they don't right. shift their perspective then that's okay like right. they asked for my help i they asked 
and I gave, and then yeah. it's their, their, their choice to take it in or not. Yeah. And to shift any perspectives or not. So. Right. So. Yeah. And it's like, but we hope, right? Like we hope like, uh, we hope we, we hope it, it works out for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's like the, the cheesy thing of mm. with che- what I used to think was cheesy of like, oh, sending you love and light, that type of thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yeah. And, but but it does make a difference of just yeah. wishing them the best. Yeah. I mean, that's honest. Even when you don't even say it like online or yeah. to the person, it's just that intention of like, yeah, I'm wishing, I'm seriously yeah. wishing you the best. And I think it comes out in your behavior too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, in your mind, you wish them the best you see it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to even say anything like what you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, and I agree. It's like a lot of times when people, let's say they're grieving, a lot of times we don't know what to say, but we, we can say a lot in our behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's, and it, it can even happen indirectly. Like let's say you're, you don't even know somebody's going through something, but because you have done the emotional work of being uh, available for people. You might make you might make a really great post on Instagram, and it's coming from that place. Or you might do a really uh, uh, inspirational story on Instagram, or tweet something really inviting and, and warm. And then that and then that person sees that, mm-hmm. and you didn't even know they they needed that, right? Mm-hmm. So, and now now we're getting into like this like when you. This, this idea that when you free yourself, you allow others to be free. Because mm-hmm. we're all connected. Yeah. You know, there's... And I want to talk about this too. It's like, I've been thinking about this. I, I don't know if you've noticed it, but do you feel like we're living or our generation is like, we've become too individualistic in some sense? Uh, well, I feel like not individualistic of like the... De- definition of that but mm. more just tapping into who they are as a person rather than listening to what other people have to tell them they have to be that's what right. I feel like our generation not right. but not so much of being like just an individual person like, like well, we're okay I don't know how to say this so we're all individuals yeah obviously Obby. and we're <laughs> all obviously there's we have connections with right. other people um, but from what I've learned, we're all essentially one. Yeah. Like we're all just one. Like you said, living, doing. Right. If it all comes down to one thing, we are living the same thing. It's like we're one dish, but like I'm a carrot and you're like a <laughs> tomato. Can I be like a celery? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Celery juice, <laughs> get celery on ju- it, people. I've been doing that. Me too. I stopped and it actually. No. But, it <laughs> but it was great. I did it for like 10 days. <laughs> Didn't you feel like. You just like wanted to like do everything like and you're like I'm yeah, feeling so I felt great. great like yeah. it just like it like sets up your day and it curbed my hung- hunger so I wasn't like <laughs> eating all the time. But. Oh, same. <laughs> I wasn't like rummaging my kitchen at three a.m. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, I mean, a, lot, a, a principle that I've learned so far is that we're all reflection of each, yeah. reflections of each other, mm. and um, yeah. essentially, yeah, we're we're all one. Like yeah. that's like the most enlightening thing to really believe in I like because you can have the knowledge that right. we're all one but do you if you truly believe inside that we're all one that's yeah like a big step towards enlightenment for what I've known yeah cause, cause, right yeah I'm still struggling <laughs> with like going through that belief. right it's like that meme on Twitter it's like um 
like some of you don't know we're all one and it shows yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh boy <laughs> right like we, we we can tell um no it's, it's i i ponder about this a lot because oh, my eye i know your eye i'm listening okay. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm like okay because it's i see i see this on twitter a lot it's like this um like i don't need anybody right i don't need you uh like, I don't, need, I don't need to be loved to love myself. I get it. I get it. Like, I honor it. But not completely. Um, because we, we can have both. I think, and to, you know, to, to get into this deeper. Because I used to be the type of person to be like, I don't need, okay, I don't need friends. I don't need family or I don't, I don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or mostly it's like family, right? Cause you know, family life and we have disagreements. For me, I mean, my biggest struggle with my family is them accepting my identity as a, a genderless, like whatever the hell I just am, what you know, you, just what I am. You, you know, like I, some of y'all have seen me on Instagram in real life, and you've seen the wigs, you've seen the makeup, you've you've heard how loud you've I am. Fire you've seen the fire ass photos. You've seen the fire ass photos. <laughs> you've seen it all, and um, it's just that's just how I am. Like you know, I'm very extra, like guac, and um, I love it. But I love it, <laughs> and <laughs> it's great. Um, my family, they love me, love them, but they have trouble accepting like the men I date that I even date men because, you know, I'm a boy, whatever that means. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I'm like, screw you. Like, I don't need family. Um, I can do this on my own. I don't need uh, family love to love myself. But honestly, it hurts. It hurts. It's painful. And it's painful because I want to be seen. I do want to be seen. Uh, you know, it's things to, it, family life, a lot of things start from your home. A lot of things start from, uh, yeah, your home, your house, because uh, that's where you are not born. <laughs> but, you know, you grow up, and then those people teach you. Those how are to, the externals that you're around most yes, of the time. Yes. Yeah. They're examples of how uh, the outside world is. The outside, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they teach you uh, things about yourself. And they, they if somebody, ta if, if you have a family member that treats you poorly, you might take it as uh, two things can happen. You can be like, wow, I do not want to be talked to like that. Um, so when I leave my house and I grow up, I will find people who don't talk like that. Mm -hmm. Or you could be like, wow, I, that's how, I've always been talked to like that. Like that's the only thing I know. And so I will look for people who, t who treat me like shit. And um, we're all connected. That's that's the message. I understand this this need because I think we've come to a point where people are just so fed up with other people's shit that we're just like, you know what? It's just gonna be me. Like I'm like like I don't need you to love me for me for me to love myself, or I don't need you to. I don't need other people to make me feel good about myself. Like. I'm confident. It's like this independent, like the, you know, like the, 
Destiny's Done. Child, yeah. like Independent Woman Part Two, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like the shoes I'm wearing, I bought it. That's great. Like I get you, but. Like, girl, you're not self-employed. Like, you work for a company. Like, you're not truly independent. Yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> my butt hurts. So I know I'm my butt hurts too. <laughs> we have bony asses. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, no one's truly independent. You know, uh, everyone everyone gives to each other, and we all take from each other. Um, these rocks are here because they were placed by somebody. So, and I'm saying all this for the overarching point that um, make space in your, it's, it's important and it's okay to make space in your life to admit to yourself that people matter to you and what people say matter, matters to you and what life, what life does to you matters to you. And you need certain things to teach you things about yourself. Nothing, you, you don't exist in a vacuum. That's what I'm saying. And I think it's destructive if people, uh, if somebody hurts you, you just close yourself from everybody. That's not right. What you should do um, is if, if somebody was negative to you, if a person was negative to you, you don't close yourself from everybody. You find positive people. Um, and it's scary, I get it, because not everyone's perfect, and even if you find positive people, they will show you that they can hurt you also. But that's not really a reflection on them, uh, meaning, uh, <laughs> I'm just we're adjusting. Here, I'll adjust with you, just so we can match positions. Okay. Swag. Right, yeah. If you're watching the video, we're like in <laughs> This is the thumbnail. Uh, oh, here, let's do it. Thumbnail. No, that's not okay. I, I okay. have to take a photo of you. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, take responsibility of how you perceive people. And like for yourself, too. And yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yourself. like the first yeah. step. Because if you have to just be accountable for you, like what you do. Yeah. So, and then. Um, it will be reflected. It will. Because we're all yeah. a reflection of each other. I feel exactly. like that's like the fifth time I said this on an episode. Right. <laughs> but, because it's so true. Yeah. Right. You know, I think you and I can come together because we reflect each other mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. You know, um, this works because I've taken responsibility for my life and that's the individual side of it. You've taken responsibility for your own life mm -hmm. and that's the individual side of it. But right now we're coming together and this is a community of two people. Mm -hmm. Both exist. I've done my individual work, so have you. So now we can come together yeah. and it works. And we're on the same wavelength. Same we same we're on the same book. We're on the we're same, on the same sentence. We're on the same page right now. Those right, actually like same word, essentially. <laughs> same period, just Same kidding. period, yeah. Well, um, it's already like, an hour. Ooh. Yeah. Do you, is there anything else that like you really want to say? Really want to yeah. say and leave leave to the children as we speak. We're as all we say, children. We're all children. I need a nap. We all need, <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> um, well, what I really want to say, kind of the overarching, because I've said so many overarching things already. Um, lean into discomfort. If I have to, if this was the soundbite, I want everybody to. Uh, lean into the discomfort of their own lives 
don't ever run away from challenges.、Mm. Don't ever run away from fear. Don't ever run away from yourself.、Uh, embrace it. Embrace it. Brene Brown. She is a.、Um, she has a PhD. Or actually, I don't know. Doctor Brene Brown. She does have a PhD. <laughs> She's a shame and like vulnerability researcher. She's also an author. She has、uh, four books. I think right now they're all bestsellers. The book. Um, that I read from her that changed my life. It's called Daring Greatly. Have you heard of it?、Mm-hmm. Daring Greatly. So it's about、um, the power of vulnerability and how it yields joy, creativity. So people are scared to be vulnerable.、Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm scared to be vulnerable. But vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity, joy, love, belonging,、mm-hmm. uh, um, peace. Because when you Go to the scariest parts of yourself. That's where you see all the things you don't have clearly. And then, if you are the type of person who's gonna say to yourself, "Wow, I see what I'm lacking. I will go out into the world and find those things." No, you gotta go inside yourself and find those things because it's in there. Yeah, that's like well, right. It's gonna work because it's in there. Yeah, meaning. If you see it externally, it will land perfectly inside you because it was meant to go inside, right? I like just, I see externals as like inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I see. Like、it. nature. No, I just like, like for example, for me is that I want to get better at speaking,、mm. so I see other people who are I believe are great at speaking, and、mm. I use、yeah. them as inspiration and put that not put that in myself, but help release that. From inside to come into、right. this、exactly. physical realm. No, exactly. <laughs> right. So it's like you saw something, and you're like, you know, I feel like I have that inside of me.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And that's just relating back to power that we were all power, talking about. Power.、Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Finding your power. Lean into discomfort.、Um, find.、Uh, define the things that you do not have inside of yourself, and then, or that you don't think you have inside of yourself. And then go on a journey, and then collect those things、Yay. through books, through art, through good people, through great music, through meditation.、Uh, for me, it's reading.、Mm-hmm. Um, I talk like the books that I read. I surround myself with permissive voices, voices that I didn't have growing up.、Mm-hmm. Um, so now I don't have to blame my family for whatever.、Mm-hmm. I don't have to blame. An ex-boyfriend or whatever, because those voices are not the strongest voices in my life. It's the books that I choose to read, from wise people, people that have lived lives,、um, and have made mistakes that I do not have to make now because I've read about them.、Mm-hmm. You so, resonate with it. I resonate because、yeah. it, it was inside me.、Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me because that I read the books. It, it's a reflection of me.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay! I just wanted to. Suggest my favorite book is、yes. a reflection of me. Come See, on, book club. Being in love. I never read books.、Uh, <laughs> being、oh、in、God. love by Osho、mm-hmm. really resonated with me. Yes. And so I told him to read it because you know he was talking about 
all the love. I won't read it. I hate books. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. They're like fake. Just kidding. I'll read it. I'll read it. Okay. But anyways, where can we find you online if you want people to find you Um, online? (laughs) Oh, God. Right. So my Instagram is, this is so funny. My Instagram is aliankids666 because I'm so punk rock and so demonic. (laughs) Um, And I just like, F society, man. But like, not but, really. Like, he has fire photos. <laughs> Thank you. So that's you know Instagram. You know, uh, yeah. DM me if you were like, oh my god, this doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> or if you heard something right. and you're like, oh my god, yeah. that really changed me. Yeah. So yay! Yay! Thank, Thank you. you for- <laughs> we we're about to say the same thing. Thank you right. for having me. But I was like, wait, this is. Have you seen own. us? You're my. No, not yet. Yeah. Well, but I keep hearing about it. <laughs> We're gonna we're on a doppelganger Almost. moment. But yay, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank yay. you for having me and doing this, creating this. Um, this is a representation of what's inside of you. Yay. And it shows. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yes, we're all working. We're all um, on this journey. Yes, yeah. we are. So thank you so much, friend. Yay. Mm. If anything resonated, please let us know let us know um if you're watching this on youtube thank yeah. you if you're listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts, thank you thank you you can't really put comments on there but but hit us up on instagram yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right and, and see no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right see you next time bye, bye. guys bye.